0: Are you longing for a fresh encounter with God in His Word? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More2Be and host of this podcast, and I'm here to help you experience that fresh encounter. I believe that the more we seek God and study His Word, the more He'll transform us to be like Jesus and equip us to impact this world with kingdom hope. Before we jump into today's episode, don't forget to check out our coaching, mentoring, and Bible study resources, programs, and courses available at more 2 So in today's episode, we are kicking off season five, which is amazing. I know. And I I have with me Kaylee Kelch here, who has been a faithful uh, co-host and friend for the last five seasons. How many years have we been friends? I've lost track. I have too. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough years and too many years not face-to-face, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. But we are going to see each other in a few months. So We are going to see each other. So for those of you listening to us for the first time, Kaylee and I have the blessing of seeing each other over Zoom as we record this podcast, but we have not actually seen each other in real life. We have similar backgrounds in that we have both worked at boarding schools. Kaylee is currently working at a boarding school. We have a heart for the next generation, and we are passionate about God's word. And that's what this podcast is all about. So if you go all the way back to season one, uh, you'll hear my co-host at the time, Angela, who's still a great friend, uh, where we just dig in and unpack scripture and look at how to put it into action in real life. And every episode since has either been with a regular co-host or a guest that I've brought on to look at how to live our life according to the word of God in the particular areas of blessing and struggles. We've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about
1: the hard things. Yeah. Because I mean, that's part of everyday life, part of everyday life. You cannot avoid the messy when you live in this world. So no, but again, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this so much and that's, that's the basis of what we do though, is when you, dig into scripture, it just helps to ground us in a different way and helps us to be able to deal with those challenges, um, from God's perspective, which is always beneficial. Always beneficial. So as we were praying and thinking
0: about what theme, uh, season five would have because every every season we kind of start off with a theme. We don't necessarily stick with it the whole way through, but we kind of start off with a vision. Yes, and and the vision that I have for this particular season and actually all of 2020 mm-hmm. um, is this idea of encountering God. I've been talking about it for years. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know when I started using that expression. It's been at least two or three years ago. Of you, know, what does it look like to have a fresh encounter with God in His Word? Because I. I think one of my greatest frustrations is women who who do religious things, but don't have a relationship with God personally. And I think it's really easy to show up at Bible study at church and have a book that's put in front of us and have an opportunity to have somebody who, who's passionate about his word facilitate us in a Bible study context But how many uh, times are we just kind of going through the motions of being Mm -hmm. spoon-fed by somebody else? And my deepest longing is that we will choose to pick up the word of God and feed ourselves. Uh, And and it doesn't have to be that we have these great theological degrees and, and we're getting, you know, certificates and labels at the end of our names, but that simply that we want a relationship with God and every day we seek him to teach us something new.
1: Yes, exactly. Because there are too many um, Christians just with the name, mm-hmm. like just because we do show up to church and, like you said, Bible study and we engage in it, that doesn't mean that we have the relationship. I mean, the yes. Pharisees are like the perfect example of that, right? right? And we like to look at them and we're like, "Oh my word, I would never mm-hmm. be like that." And yet, how many of us like struggle with it, or we see church members like that, mm-hmm. um, that that it's all the head knowledge, you know, or I, I have all this stuff or I follow the rules, but there's no heart relationship with, yeah. with Jesus. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can, that we can strive for in getting to know him. And the only way that we can get to know him is through his word. Yeah. And that's why I love this idea of, and I know you haven't mentioned it yet, but yeah. like studying the names of God and like getting to know yeah. his character, because as we get to know his character, like we understand him in a deeper way.
0: Oh, totally. And that's where I was going to go. So I created a resource called Encounter God, and Mm -hmm. it's 52 different either names of God or attributes of God. Mm -hmm. And each week, uh, starting technically the second week of January, because the first of January 2020 is actually 53 weeks in 2020. So we're starting like January 6th, um, looking at the name of God, choosing to memorize that name or attribute, looking at the key verse that that comes from, memorizing that key verse, so it's just a sentence or two, but then doing what we've always done, which is studying scripture and context, so kind of right. taking the raw scripture study of read, apply, and write, and add that to it, and, and make this journey uh, for all of 2020, really encountering God, who does he say he is, how does that change how we live our life? And the reason that I'm at this, at this place is this has been something that God had laid on my heart years ago, like memorize my name, memorize my names. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, next year, next year, next year. So, uh, there's no more next year. It's this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, and, and part of it is because when I first became a Christian in college, I, you know, my friend Susie gave me my first Bible and I kind of held it in my hand and didn't know what to do with it. Like I, I used the concordance and I looked up topics that I wanted to find answers to, but I, I lived that way for about a decade. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to (laughs) read. Uh, And then I was invited to a Bible study. So the girls were like four and two. And I was invited to my first Bible study at church and they had nursery care. Praise God for churches who provide nursery care. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so I went, well, and actually back it up. I went to another church Bible study for a little bit with a friend, but it was a half an hour away. Okay. This is my, my local church that I went to and began in Bible study with Beth Moore and God bless her because watching her on that video. Mm -hmm. And she's talked about loving Jesus. And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but I want to find out. Yeah. I want to know what it's like to love God. When I get to be her age and my kids are in high school, I want to sit at my dining room table and study the word of God like her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and it was a vision, but I needed Bible study and her curriculum or somebody mm-hmm. else's curriculum to help me grow. And then it was another four or five years before I started reading the Bible for myself. I mean, it was a long, long, long process. And, and, and now I, it's a discipline that I am faithful about some seasons. I'm faithful for seven days a week this past month with losing my father-in-law and, and the chaos of that. It's been three or four days a week. And, you know, I don't, I don't put myself down over it because it's a lifelong habit. It's not, I'm not measuring it by a week. I'm measuring it by a year. (laughs) Well, and that's what
1: I, as you're talking, it's like, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to think like, oh, well, I'm not, I I don't pick up my Bible or I'm not there, or I'm feeling ashamed or bad about that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as I talk about the Pharisees and people just going to church, like that shouldn't be shame. Um, Mm -hmm. But does it does it spur you on to mm-hmm. get to know God for who he is versus yeah. just going through the motions? Yeah. That's what we all desire, I hope. And I think that's what you know our desire is, is that this would help to just ignite that flame to want to get to know him and not to feel bad about it. And yeah, if, if you read one day this week and next week you're able to pick up your Bible and read three days or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Again, it's that journey, but each day are you seeking to get to know God for who he is? Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, you know, putting it into a human context, because a lot of times it is hard. It's like, well, yeah. God is this invisible being and how do I get to know him when I can't see him? Um, but taking it from a human standpoint, when we spend time, I know, you know, when Randy and I started dating, um, it was, it was like you just spent time getting to know each other. You sat and talked and and we we learned about each other's family backgrounds. And, you know, the stories would just pour out. And it's funny, even after 20 years of marriage, there's still things that I learn. And yet the thing is, is that then if we come up against something hard, because I know his character and his love for me and his commitment to me and to our marriage – Like there's less questions because I know his character. And I think that's the thing about when we get to know God and his character, then when we do hit the rough patches or stuff goes bump in the night, Mm -hmm. we're able to hold on to the fact that we believe in a loving God who has our best interest in mind versus running down that, you know, getting angry at him Mm -hmm. or how dare he, or or questioning his existence, like all those kind of things we can kind of avoid. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're still not hurt or we're not struggling, but we rely on that foundation of knowing who he is. Just like I feel like a, a marriage that is founded on trust. We rely on that mm-hmm. foundation. Mm-hmm. When we hit the hard times because we believe in the good of our spouse. Yeah. And so we're able to deal with the challenge that's in front of us together yeah. versus becoming enemies. And I think yeah. that's like, if, if we're able to, to deal with the challenges of life with God as the foundation versus, oh, he's the enemy now, mm-hmm. how much hurt we can avoid. Yeah. Yeah. So important. I love the way you
0: take it into human perspective. And you're talking about that earthly relationship and how history mm-hmm. informs us. And informs our response. And in, in the coach training class, we talk about this because we teach, I think it's in session four on values, that we learn enough bad information by age six to impact us for the rest of our lives unless it is challenged. Right. So the, the fact of the matter is that we, we have been shaped over our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And what things have we learned about God that aren't actually true? Right what have we learned about ourselves that is a lie in light of what God has to say about us. And so this constant lifelong study of God's word is relevant to us, whether we grew up in a Christian home or didn't grow up in a Christian home, because we need to take it in and and believe it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, I I, I took on this uh, challenge to read the Bible in 90 days by which I have failed, (laughs) but that is okay. Um, I I started it in October of 2019 Mm -hmm. and I got up until um, really when my father-in-law got very sick. And then just, there was a lot of time spent on the phone and I just lost hours in my day, but I got through like the first six books of the Bible through, through Kings and maybe even further. I think I got through Psalms. I think I didn't get into Jeremiah, but anyways, it doesn't matter. So I got through enough of it to realize that one thing is very, very true about humankind. And it is that we are very forgetful.
1: So forgetful. (laughs)
0: Like we, we are quick to run from the hard things. And we are quick to turn our backs on God. And we are quick to say, you know, kind of with this great drama of the hand across the forehead, like, "Whoa, is me. I yes. can't believe God did this to me again. Right. Yep. And so it's, but it's coming back into the scriptures and seeing that we're not the first to struggle. Right. That I think we can take so much hope from. Yes. And then I know so many people have told me that they just have really difficult time at praying and talking to God. We, mm-hmm. I mean, my own children have that struggle. Mm-hmm. And so what I have been able uh, to learn how to do is pray through what the word has already given us to pray. Yeah. And, and that's part of the encounter, God 52 scripture challenge opportunity is that how can we pray knowing that character or that attribute of God in a new way?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, first Kings is not one of the the 52 scriptures uh, chapter eight, but I want to go there because Uh, Solomon has a prayer of dedication Mm. that I feel like sets the foundation on which this idea of encountering God is built. And you know, the word encounter is not even in there. Um, but the, the principle is in there about how do we know God? And so, um, verse 23, uh, Well, I'll start with verse 24. Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the entire community of Israel. He lifted his hands towards heaven and prayed. So just like picture that of God, you know, God is in the heavens and Solomon is there and he's Mm -hmm. saying, I'm talking to you, but in the presence of your people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that just gave me goosebumps and it's not because it's 20 degrees in here, but (laughs) it, it is what a vision to publicly have that conversation with God and invite the people of God to step into that conversation. Mm. Too. And so he says, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in all of the heaven above or on the earth below. You keep your covenant and show unfailing love to all who walk before you in wholehearted devotion. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father you made that promise with your own mouth and with your own hands, you have fulfilled it today. And, and, you know, I think what we need to ask, do we believe that there is no God like God who in all of heaven above and earth below? uh, And do we believe that he is a covenant keeping God, Mm -hmm. that he is a God who is committed to showing unfailing love to those who walk in wholehearted devotion. And I are we ready for that to be said of us? Right. Right. If, if God takes us tomorrow is the response, not just well done and good and faithful servant, but you are wholeheartedly devoted to me. All of your attention, all of your focus was on me alone. And anytime there was a distraction, you put an end to it and you refocus back on me. Hmm. I love that. Right. And so this idea of, In the effort of becoming women of wholehearted devotion to God, what are we going to do about studying his word? What are we going to do about knowing who he is as opposed to who we think he is?
1: Well, and I just thought about this too, as you were talking about, and you read, you know, that Solomon was in front of the entire community of Israel. This goes back to what is so core to the two of us and to more to be is that that was mentoring. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he was modeling what a relationship and a commitment to God looked like. Yeah. We have no idea the people in the crowd, like who was for God, who was against him, who was on the fence mm-hmm. and what this prayer did and what this like declaration of God, there is no one like you mm-hmm. and watching their King stand up in front of them and make this, this, um, you know, yeah. say this prayer, yeah like what that did for the people standing there. And I think that's the other thing, like when we commit to engaging and, and learning more about who God is, yeah. there is that ripple effect and God can work through us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, are we looking for ways to, to declare who he is to the women and to the mm-hmm. young people that he puts in our lives? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and there's, there's a challenge there because you know, we're just jumping into one portion of the scripture. Right. And the fact is first Kings exists and second Kings exist because the people were looking for a King. They were looking right. for a leader and God was like, okay, I give you this one. All right. This one, all right. This one. And and they were not the King of King that, that the right. people needed. And so, you know, he's standing there declaring, we're giving our wholehearted devotion. And yet in all of the chapters to follow, they failed at it. Yep. Utterly Mm -hmm. failed. And so we need to understand that for ourselves too. Like I really have become very um, aware of shame and Mm -hmm. how that controls how we live Mm -hmm. uh, and how, you know, well, we screw up and that, you know, we do something. We're like, okay, that was not wholehearted devotion to God. That was wholehearted devotion to my, you know, appearance or my house or my boss or whatever it is. And they're like, well, I guess I'll just quit. You know, right. I mi- I missed reading my Bible three days in a row. I guess I guess I'll just quit. And I'm not really feeling anything out of this. I guess I'll just quit. Well, you know, we're no different than the Israelites.
1: No, right? we're not. You know, right? we, we like to to pick on them, but we're no different. And you read, yeah. yeah, throughout Israelite history, it's this up and down, back and forth. The prophets would come, remind them of who they were, who God is, and they listen for a little bit. Sometimes they would repent. Sometimes they even wouldn't, you know, just the whole then battle of captivity. And it's just on and on. So like, we're dealing with a very human thing when, when we falter and we lose focus, like it's so normal. And, but what do we do with that? Like you said, do you just walk away or be like, "Uh, all right, well, next year I'll try this. Or do you keep getting back up on the horse when you fall off? All right. Don't give up, you know. It's just one more step. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's hard, And, you know. You you mentioned horse. Which I know. <laughs> horse. You got me off and running now on on the
0: idea of horse. But Same it came to me. It is hard. It is hard to get back on. I yes. mean, I my last trail ride on Lindy was not a happy trail ride. Right. And I have not taken her back out on the trail. I've taken her <laughs> into the ring, but I have not taken her out onto the trail. I've been on another horse out on the trail. Because when we face fear or hurt or uh, our own shortcomings, our nature is to run from that. It's not to run into it.
1: No, because we don't want to deal with pain. And I mean, like, that's a very human thing. We don't want yeah. to, like, why would you go back to something that's causing you pain? So like yeah. you you run from that. Yeah. And yet God is never a God of pain. Yeah, Right. Right, like getting to him, sometimes that's where we experience the pain because we, like you said, the shame or the fear or the other things. It's such an internal thing, but God Himself is never the 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 institutor of. That's not even a word. (laughs) Well, you can make one up. He's never never (laughs) the author of pain. Right, right,
0: Uh, and here's the other thing: if we're focusing on the outcome or the results of our performance. We will run from that if we can't measure up. Mm. But if we focus on the relationship, is the relationship worth it? Is the relationship with God worth showing up even if we failed? Is it worth showing up even if we've missed five days? Is it worth showing up even if we, we didn't complete the plan we set out to complete? Right.
1: We're such complicated creatures.
0: We are. We are. And, you know, I'm going to skip down to um, this. Well, I'm going to skip down to verse 46 uh, because, you know, go and read it, read it, read it, this whole passage from Kings. But verse 46, Solomon picks up, if they sin against you and who has never sinned, which is what we're talking about, you might become angry with them and let their enemies conquer them and take them captive to their land far away or near. But in that land of exile, they might turn to you in repentance and pray. We have sinned, done evil, and acted wickedly. If they turn to you with their whole heart, there's that wholehearted concept Mm -hmm. again, and soul in the land of their enemies and pray toward the land you gave their ancestors towards the city you have chosen and toward this temple I have built to honor your name. Then hear their prayers and their petition from heaven where you live and uphold their cause. Forgive your people who have sinned against you. Forgive all of the offenses they have committed against you. Make their captors merciful to them, for they are your people, your special possession, whom you brought out of the iron smelting furnace
1: of Egypt. Hmm. So, well, this goes back to God's faithfulness. Like, God's faithfulness. And, you know, we know. Um... Whoever confesses their sins, he is faithful and just to forgive them of their sins. Yes. Um, so this it does. It goes back to who he is. It, it's funny when you were reading that, though, there was something that like um, make their captors merciful to them. He doesn't talk about like make their captors release them. Mm-hmm. And so how many times like we may we've slipped, we've fallen, we find ourselves in a challenging situation. Mm-hmm. There's consequences because of our sin. And, and now we're like far away from where we thought we should be or where God maybe had a plan. And yet like, there's still faithfulness in the midst of that. It doesn't mean he's going to bring you all the way back to the beginning. Doesn't mean, and and there was plenty of times where the the children of Israel were not freed and sent back to their homeland. Yeah. And yet God's faithfulness while they were in captivity was still there. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get our minds around a God who allows us to endure the consequences of our choices and yet is still faithful and loving, Mm -hmm. which is why studying his names is so important because in the middle of it, we need to remember who he is, Mm -hmm. not who we think he is. Right. Right. And so that,
1: that goes back to this whole idea. And I think we've talked about before, but we, we mm-hmm. can't rely on our feelings because our feelings are fickle. So if we go yeah. towards our feelings of like, what am I feeling about God or where mm-hmm. is he, all this kind of stuff, we're going to falter. Yeah. But if we go back to the logical side of like, who is like, in just looking at his names, yeah. and being able to process it from like our mind, yes, um, there's no denying then. No. Like we come back to it, you know, and I've had conversations with, my daughter because you know they're teenagers yeah. right and yeah, so yeah a lot of logic at times and the emotions and the feelings just take over with where they're at with relationships and all this kind of stuff yeah and yet when you when you step out of that and we talk logically it's amazing mm-hmm. to watch the switch flip yeah of like oh yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm and yeah. we have to do that with ourselves as adults. Like it doesn't, it just because they're teenagers doesn't mean that, you know, and we're adults that we're magical right. at this, but right. we need, that's, that's where this too, this goes back to like having somebody who we trust that can help bring us back to that. To yes. say, okay, wait a second. What does God say about this or who is God in this situation? And And when you strip it all down, it comes back to, yeah. yes, these key things about his character, which at the core is love. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Also these other things. Right. Right. Yeah. And when we can't, I'm glad you said that because like when we can't remember it for ourselves, we Mm -hmm. can find somebody who can remind us of that truth. And in many regards, I feel like that's what Solomon is doing here. He's recounting truth. And, and he, with, with such passion, because verse 54 says, and Solomon finished making these prayers and petitions to the Lord he stood up in front of the altar where he had been kneeling with his hands raised towards heaven. Mm. So at some point he went from standing with his hands up to on his knees. Mm. I mean, this is like, he's carrying the burden Mm -hmm. for the people. And I would imagine that like, there's not a mama right now that doesn't know that burden. Yeah, it's true. Right. And yet he stood up again. And, and he stood in a loud voice and blessed the entire congregation of Israel. Then this, I have this highlighted in multiple colors, (laughs) because this is like a prayer that I, I want us to soak in. I want us to in, in 52 weeks from now say, I know that I know that I know this for myself. Right. Um, That praise the Lord who has given rest to his people, Israel, just as he promised. That's another word that is on me it's been on me for a year, this idea of restoration and that the core Mm -hmm. of of restoration is rest Mm -hmm. and the Sabbath keeping. Uh, And so God is a God of rest. Right. What does that mean? Uh, But not one word has failed all of the wonderful promises he gave through his servant Moses. So what we hold in our hands, Solomon says, not one word promised has failed.
1: Right.
0: It's hard. It's, it's hard to believe that at times. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us or abandon us. May he give us the desire to do his will and everything and to obey all the commands, decrees, and regulations that he gave his ancestors. And may these words that I have prayed in the presence of the Lord be before him constantly day and night, so the Lord our God may give justice to me and his people Israel according to each day's needs. Then people all over the earth will know that the Lord alone is God and there is no other. And may you be completely faithful to the Lord our God. May you always obey his decrees and commands just as you are doing today. So that we, like my prayer is this, that we would not just know it in our head, but that we would be committed to living it out in our mm-hmm. bodies, in our relationships, yeah. uh, with without compromise.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there's never, in my opinion, been a time that's harder to do that because we've got more information coming towards us than we know what to do with. Yes. More opinions. I mean... I feel horrible for mamas today who have access to Facebook groups to that are filled with information about telling them what products to use or not use or what methods to use or not use. Like, I know. It was hard enough to have two different parenting books in front of me 20 years ago. And now all of that, like, how do you make decisions? How do you... Um. Decide how to spend your money. How do you decide what to do with your education? How do you interact in your relationship with your spouse or your boss? Or like, what are you doing with yourself that it aligns with God's word?
1: I'm so with you. I'm actually speaking in January, and I it's you know I'm speaking the first weekend for the new year, and um and I have been thinking about this idea that there is so much information out there about different ways to do things um I'm actually running a half marathon I don't think I told you this oh no no in March um but you know like I was going on and I have friends who are runners and so you know we're all doing it together and so talking to them but even then, like there's different opinions and then online and it's like Oh, my word! I could just lose sleep about which plan yeah. which is the best plan, and how do I prepare and what do I do and how many miles I'm supposed to run and it's like on and on, and like you yeah. just said, you know it's for moms, like it's baby products it's it's all kinds of things or or disciplining techniques, and the list goes on and on of investments and what you should do financially yeah. and how much money you should set aside, and we can go crazy, and I think we take that into our relationship with God, yeah of like how do we study? Is there, there's one way or there's another way, or what do I dive into? What, what do I do spiritually? Am I supposed to go to church this many times or, and we try to complicate things because our world is so complicated and there's a million different opinions. Yeah. And when we stop and we come back to the heart of it, it's Mm -hmm. about a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that relationship is going to be unique for you and for me and for yeah. every listener out there. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like we negate that sometimes. And we feel like that there should be one way to do it yeah. because we get this opinion from society that there's, there's one way to do money or to do education or to do mm-hmm. parenting. Mm-hmm. And we've got to find that magical way. And when we do, life is going to be good. Yeah. When we yeah. find that magical diet or that, that health plan, life is going to be good. And so we, we bring that into our relationship with God. And when we find this magical way to connect with him, then life's going to all fall into the place and we're going to have no issues.
0: Yeah.
1: And yet, yeah, it's not like that. He calls us to have that relationship and to walk through the good days and the bad days and to encounter him in a way that's unique for you and for me. Mm. Mm. Well said. Sorry. I got excited about that. No, I've been
0: no, thinking about it. No. And, and, you know, in summary, it, it comes down to love God, love others and wash feet.
1: Yep.
0: Right? Yep. It's you, the, the, those are words I've been using for, for some time now and love God, love others, wash feet how you choose to love God, how you choose to love others and how you choose to love feet is going to be you love feet, wash feet. <laughs> you don't have to love feet. You just have to wash them. Is going to be unique to your personality, your God given yes. wiring, your experiences, yes. your giftings. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, did you love God? Did you love others? And yep. did you serve? And here, that's the same heart that solomon had when he prayed you know that that may you be completely faithful to the lord your god may you always obey his decrees and commands just as you are doing today but verse 60 which i'm going backwards now then all the people all over the earth will know that the lord alone is god and there is no other Mm -hmm. we are the walking testimony of god Mm -hmm. and you there's there's so much about, well, and I see it in my daughter as she's getting ready to graduate from college. Like, what am I supposed to do? I see it I as my, my ninth graders thinking about what they're gonna do. There's yeah. always, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do in your career? And, and, you know, well, whatever you choose to do, will you love God? Will you love others? And will you serve out of the overflow of his work and gifting in you? Yes. And, and I think there's a broader thing that we have lost sight of, which is uh, for, for the purpose of God's glory. Right. Right. It, it's, uh, it's others focused rather than self-focused. And when we become others focused, I, we, I think minimize so many of the issues that we struggle with in terms of insecurity, feeling, you know, stuck, feeling a lack of purpose. Like Mm -hmm. we find our purpose when we love God, love others and serve
1: Well, and I feel like it takes so much pressure off. It does. I mean, when you come back to that, it's just, it's kind of this, ah, okay, I can do that. (sighs) Right. Right. You know, and I I think we have to be reminded because we get peppered with all of those, well, you've got to do it this way. I know. And, and, but when you step back and then it's like, okay, I can be me. Like I can be me and I can love God and I can love others that, that's, part of my wiring you know I mean some people it's true some people like their learning style Mm -hmm. like it's going to be easier for them to read and underline and what we have a mutual friend like she journals and draws and like that's not me like no love the fact that her bible is like all different colors and there's pictures like I couldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't make me Right, and, you know, and for other people who is auditory, they might listening to the Bible um, might work better for them. They'd retain it or mm-hmm. you know enjoy it more. But all of those things are then a discovery process between us and God. And yes. there's freedom in that versus like Was somebody going to say something or well they told me I should do it this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where all that pressure and God is not a God of pressure mm-hmm. and a God of stress. <laughs> no, no. He's, He's a God of love and patience and forgiveness and faithfulness. That says, "Just come to me, just come Come to to me, me and sit at my feet." Yeah. And what that looks like for you is okay.
0: Yeah, that's just an awesome. That's an awesome place for us to end. I with with the the kind of this idea that that's what this season and year at more to be is going to be about is building our relationship with God through getting to know who He is through His Word. And, and allowing us, uh, allowing ourselves to become who he's intended us to be yeah. our way, not somebody else's way, according to how he's made us. Yeah. And I, I'm going to end with one story that came to mind as you were talking. So I went through the second part of this equine assisted
1: mm-hmm. training,
0: and it was a three day training down in Texas. and. We were put in pairs, so I was put with my friend Shelly, who owns the farm that I work at, uh, and we were given this horse. Well, this horse chose us. We we were sent out into an arena. There were six pairs and six or seven horses, and we had to figure out which horse we were going to connect with, and this horse, Roper, picked me right away. Very little pressure. He just responded. And I was like in love. First off, he was my, he's my dream horse. He was a, a bay with dark markings and white stockings and a white part on his nose. Okay. Love. I fell in love with Roper immediately. So I was glad he loved me in return. Right. <laughs> so, so there I was day one, first session high, you know, high mm-hmm. as a kite in the interaction in interactions with this horse mm-hmm. next morning, come back. I got so task focused It took an hour and a half to connect with this horse. Hmm. And, you know, Shelly and the trainers could see me carrying this like tension in my back. I would have told you I was loose, but I was stiff. They could see the stiffness because I was becoming very task oriented. He needs to connect with me a little fear based. What if this doesn't work? What if yesterday was a fluke? What if I'm going to be rejected? What if I don't know how to put the skill into practice? What if I fail? You know, your head goes. Oh, yeah. This is normal life, right? And then finally, like, I had these breakthrough, two breakthrough moments. The trainer asked me a question like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to have fun. Right. Well, what does fun look like right now? I was like, well, fun looks like hugging this horse's neck. Well, what's keeping you from hugging this horse's neck? Well, I don't know if I have permission to hug this horse's neck. Mm-hmm. What if you try? So I walked, I forgot the technique that we were learning. And I went over and I just stood next to this horse. I asked for permission. This horse let me lean against him and I just start crying like a baby. And then I just like kind of let it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my word, here's the truth. Task. Kills relationships.
1: Hmm.
0: Kills it. Kills it. Hmm. And I, I have the propensity, as do probably most of our listeners, to get caught up in process, Mm -hmm. in formulas, in methods, and forgetting that there is supposed to be joy in relationship with God. And it took that moment. I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna have fun." And, and then, you know, half an hour later, I'm still at this process and I, I'm like, you know what, what is, what is fun right now? Well, fun is right now, this horse has four legs and I have two, and we both have the ability to walk over across this arena to Shelly to give her an opportunity because I want a relationship with Shelly to be good and I want her to have an opportunity. I just, my brain shifted into like, I'm making a decision mode. hmm And I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do. No sooner than that, that horse turned around, put his head next to my head after being apart for about 10 feet for the last hour. Right. And followed me across the arena and right to Shelly. And there we stand. And everybody's like, what did you do? I was like, I decided we're going to have fun and that we're capable of this and this is what we're going to do. And that decision Hmm. in the brain somehow changed my energy level and gave confidence and leadership Mm
1: -hmm. and,
0: and, and uh, cooperation to this horse that said, I'm, I'm going to go with you.
1: I love that.
0: I know. And, and so the, you know, then the questions came like, well, what did that feel like? I'm like, I feel like that was finally really me. That's the real me, the real me who is fun the real me who can make good decisions the real right. me who can lead kindly and not be you know frustrated or mm-hmm. angry or dejected and i feel like that is just such a beautiful picture of what god wants in our relationship with him to show up pursuing the relationship right and For some of us, that first step is, God, I don't even know who you are. I've been living my entire life thinking you're this, this way. I don't even know if that's true. Would you please reveal to me your truth about who you are? Because I want to show up as fully me, unhidden. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be as authentic as I can be. Mm -hmm. I want to find delight Mm -hmm. in my time with you.
1: Because we can, like, as you were talking, it was like, oh my word. How often do we approach our relationship with God just about the task oriented of yeah. I've got to read so many chapters or it goes back to all the doing stuff of mm-hmm. paying my tithe, I'm going to church, I'm I'm going to my my Bible study or midweek program those are all good things. But if that's the heart of it is it's all task oriented and it's not fun, which I believe God is a God who is fun too. He made fun. Yes. And that, that there's laughter and that there's joy. Like if we're, if we're missing out on that, if that's not part of our story with him, then we haven't, I would dare say I go as far as saying like, we haven't actually encountered him and we're not like, there's not that connection in that relationship because it's all just like, I've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Versus I've got, I'm, I, I get the privilege of being,
0: be more yeah. to be right. Ah, yeah. More to be not doing more, but becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. And that means a beautiful intimate relationship with mm. our father and our creator yeah. and our savior. Mm. Good stuff. Thank you for being here with me and thank you everyone for listening to more to be podcast. I pray you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. Uh, Join me right now and just praying us out. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way your word speaks promises uh, to our hearts and our minds. Help us to believe that your word is true and to choose to love you in return to obey you and to serve you all the days of our lives Mm -hmm. i pray this in jesus name if you'd like to show your support for this podcast i ask for you to consider joining the sisterhood in the more to be shop this podcast is made possible through your financial support May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.